0: Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student-athlete and co-host. Ryan Cam, Two-hand monster flush! Off the inbound, Ryan gam, Slam Jam! Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Score 35 and TikTok at A.G. Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to
1: anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome in to TFS Pod 147, first pod of November. It's Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Day for those uh, that celebrate. Uh, RIP to the 29, is that how many it was?
0: Ship's bell rang 29 yep. times for each um, man in the Edmund Fitzgerald.
1: Veterans Day tomorrow. Thank you to all our veterans for your service. We appreciate that. Um, RIP Bobby Knight, I know you're going to talk about that here shortly, but I had to say that. Legend. Um, lots to talk about, as always. College basketball, we're here. We have it on the TV in, in the room right now. Um, college football, we're, we've got a few weeks left. NFL, um, about the halfway point. I'm going crazy with sports. Love it. Um, Lots to talk about. We'll go so to the podium. I'll go first. Historic rivalries ending. Uh, well, this year, as we know, going to next year, there's going to be a lot of changes in college football. There already have been um, some. Some teams moving from you know the AAC to the Big Twelve, inviting a lot of other conferences, mix up. Next year's where it really mixes up. Teams going to the Big Ten, Pac Twelve ceases to exist. Yada yada yada. Big Twelve loses their two staples, really, Oklahoma and Texas. So, last week we saw Bedlam for the last time, as we know it. Um, Oklahoma Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State not leaving the Big 12. Oklahoma is, people are mad about it. Oklahoma State wins, good for them. I'm glad they did. I don't like Oklahoma. Um, It's funny. We'll get the last Oregon, Oregon State this year, the last, that's the last Civil War, the last Apple Cup for a while, Washington, Washington State. Um, It's just sad, man, like. I love these rivalries. Like I grew up watching these on TV um, and like playing them in video games, and you know, loving that stuff. And they're gonna be gone forever. It's like Texas, Texas A&M. I know. That, I mean, that was when I was younger. That was a thing. But you obviously t- talked about mm-hmm. that. Um, just dead. Just absolutely dead. Um, it's sad. College, tradition. Tradition and college is football. By money. Co- tradition was what was keeping college football together, and now it's not anymore. And there's a. Lot- a lot of changes that have been made and that will be made. It's not great. We don't like it.
0: Yeah, and I am, as Ryan alluded to, I'm going to do a little ode to probably my second favorite college basketball coach ever, Robert Montgomery Knight. Um, I know a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, would cancel him immediately, would say he was a bully, would say he was a jerk, would say he was an a-hole, would say he was anything you can think of. And look, did the guy have a temper? Yes. Did he kind of go over the top at times? Sure, he probably did. I was at a game at Michigan State when it was debatable whether he headbutted one of his own players on the bench. Kind of looked like he slipped, kind of looked like he headbutted him. But regardless of your stance on that, there is no arguing that Bobby Knight is probably, in my book, the best coach in my lifetime and I'm not talking about just college basketball, I am talking about in sports. He made Mike Krzyzewski, Mike Shashevsky by coaching him when he was at Army and then working with him briefly before, obviously, Krzyzewski went his way and, and ended up beating Knight's 902 games, um, you know, surpassing that. Um, but Bobby Knight, you know, for all the bad press of the Neil Reed thing and the you know, the student disrespect him by by saying, Hey, what's up night instead of calling him coach or whatever? Like, here's the thing. You can be butthurt about all these things and you can say, Oh, he was a jerk and he was a bully and he was all those things. The fact of the matter is We need more of the Bobby Knights of the world now than we've ever needed before. Because when he was a coach and when he was ruling the roost, and oh, by the way, winning three national championships and a lot of Big Ten titles and becoming as as great as Indiana basketball has always been, is synonymous with being Indiana basketball, it was his discipline his expectation that you followed the rules that you went to class that academics came first you know all these different things that's what's missing today even even at Michigan State where Tom Izzo will chew his guys on the sideline on TV last night against anymore. Southern Indiana but then in the press conference protect his guys like Bobby Knight didn't do that. And I have a lot of respect for him for that. And when I grew up in Indiana in the late 70s, early 80s, yes, the first college basketball game I remember watching was the Michigan State-Indiana State National Championship game with my dad who went to Michigan State. But I was an Indiana fan when I was a kid. That's what you got on TV back then. Not every game was on. Yes, Michigan State won the national title, but you know you didn't have the the frequency and access to it that you do now. And I was an IU guy, and I would have killed the play for coach Knight and I know one of my buddies who's been on the podcast before Polo was recruited by him Um, and you could ask him probably a million stories and obviously didn't choose to go there he went to Michigan State but here's the thing is was he for everybody nope wasn't for Larry Bird you know clearly Larry Bird did just fine Uh, wasn't for Neil Reed wasn't for a lot of guys but Bobby Knight was what this country, this world needs. He was a disciplinarian. He followed the rules. He expected good things. He expected respect. He expected people to respect him. He expected people to respect his, you know, their elders. We need more Bobby Knight's, and I, I, I'm sad that he's gone. I loved listening to him as an announcer on ESPN. I thought he was so brilliant as a coach, and I've read so many things about how he could. He could break down football. He could break down baseball. He could, like, all these things. He just—he was an, a tactician. He was brilliant. RIP Coach Knight. You will be missed, even though there's plenty of people out there who are too woke and too butthurt to give you the credit that you deserve. My hat's off to you because you're a hell of a dude.
1: Very nice. All right. Um, flag slash... Uh, what, technical foul now? Well, it's basketball season. Yeah, technical foul. Um, Tee-up of the week. Um, John Perry. this happened late last week. Um, so he, last exhibition game, he went to the team they're playing and said, Coach, can you make sure not to play zone defense? We haven't practiced against it at all. Are you actually kidding me? You are a high-level Blue blood division one program, and you go to a division two school and tell them, Oh, don't play zone, we haven't practiced yet. I would want to play against a zone. Tom Izzo would implore the other, beg the other coach to play zone. Any sane coach would cop out. Yeah, it's disgusting. Weak. It's weird, trash. Oh,
0: it's man. weak, and it goes with the schedules that these guys play. I mean, we've got Arizona Duke on, so kudos to Arizona for going to, um, you know. Cameron Indoor, because you see too many teams playing the, the cupcakes, um, you know, and not putting their neck out there. Obviously Izzo's always been one to schedule the big guys, but especially in the preseason, hey, Michigan State's lost to Grand Valley before. Like, you know, oh well, it happens, like, but you get better because of it. That's what exhibition preseason games are for. But the problem is, is now they, we all clamor to see them. So they put them on TV. So, oh, we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to expose the fact that we can't play against the zone. Guess what I'm doing? I'm teaching my team how to play a really good zone. I'm getting Jim Beheim to come and give me a crash course, and that's what I'm doing against Kentucky because clearly they don't give a shit to practice against it. Yep. Screw you, Calipari.
1: All right. We're going to switch to around the world now because we have basketball and college football yet. Um, some good stuff. So let's um, let's dive into this thing. Um, week 10 review. Um,
0: First, let me throw in there for our Week 10 this doesn't go with the review, but my little weekly soapbox on Michigan State football coaching search. It's been so all over the board. You hear this, all these news and rumors about Urban Meyer. This is why you don't trust anything that you read. Um, and then you hear all this news and rumors about, no, this guy and these guys and whatever. And Leipold being, saying, I'm a lifelong Kansas guy. Again, I will say what I've maintained all along. I don't buy any of it until something is signed, sealed, and delivered, including guys who... Repeatedly say no. I do think Urban Meyer is probably still on the table. I do think Lightbowl's still on the table. I think Elko is probably still on the table, and I think there's probably another couple of guys still on the table. But you're not going to know until you know. And Michigan State is actually doing a really good job of just kind of letting the rumors go and not saying anything, and holding it close to the vest. And I am I my, am I positive it's going to be something that makes me happy? No, I actually have low confidence in that, but I do at least give them credit for kind of honoring the approach that they wanted to take and talking to a lot of people. You know, the latest, greatest, whether you buy it or not, was that you know, they've taught, they've at least reached out to and gained interest. And now they're starting to kind of do the interview process. But again, these guys that are currently coaching somewhere else, they're not going to just be like, yeah, I'm going to fly up to East Lansing for the day and think how would that fly with their job. Like that'd be like, if I told my boss, I'm going to interview at one of the competitors here in um, Grand Rapids and then come back and expect to keep my job if they don't hire me. Like, no, I'd be walked out the door as soon as I did that. So I don't, You know, it is what it is. Just hang in there, Michigan State fans, and just hope and pray that they don't screw it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Uh, All right. Um, Let's go through the games. Big Ten, Ohio State, Rutgers. Didn't really watch it. Um, Kept tabs on the Ohio State. Didn't play great, but they somehow still covered. Um, McCord, he's going to turn the ball over a little bit more now. Yeah, the last couple Um, weeks. He has. He was taking care of it really well. He's second in the Big Ten in passing yards yet, so... Pretty good. Uh, th- their defense is really solid. They've done a nice job, Rutgers. But they've, they've been, this is a this was a huge year for Rutgers. They've really turned it around. I mean, they're going to a bowl game right. They they, they have six now. Yeah, they have right? six wins. So I'm pretty impressive for them. No one thought they could do it. I us included. Um, whatever. Big surprise last week. We both said Wisconsin was going to cover nine and a half. Easily against Indiana. Indiana beats Wisconsin. Wisconsin's kind of a dumpster fire this year. They've had a lot of injuries, yes, but good lord, it's Indiana and you play. Was that? I think it was at Indiana. So. It was
0: at Indiana, but, but but still, I mean, Indiana has like nine people at the game. They probably go to the football games because they tell them if you go to a football game, we'll give you a free basketball ticket. Right. That's the only reason.
1: Ask your cousin Alex. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the only so. reason people go to the games. Yeah, I mean, good for Indiana though. First Big Ten win. Um, Pretty funny. Speaking of first big ten wins, Michigan State gets up off the mat for the first time winning in two months. Um yeah, wow, they, I listened, I they
0: listened to the podcast late I forgot
1: what it's like to win. Right, right, didn't
0: weird life. Ryan didn't address that. We're a little late this week just because we had a lot of stuff going on between the two of us. But like last week I talked a lot about you know some of Michigan State's historically bad teams over the years yeah, and we, this one was right there the, they avoided the offer um by yeah, beating yeah, Nebraska that's all
1: we needed we got our win yep. but I mean you have to admit there are some young pieces that are promising to the puzzle it's just a matter of getting a head coach first and foremost and assistant coaches in there to coach them up and get more you know transfers they in there be better, you know. um, and flipping the culture around because there's some good young players um, that have shown out the last month um it's been good to see them play young guys yeah i'm
0: gonna go back to my what i lean on is don't tell me show me like i i don't need to be told that michigan state's marching in a bunch of four and five stars they ain't on the field for michigan state so show me when those guys are on the field or you're coaching up guys like d'antonio and his staff used to do and michigan state's having success which i know that they can then i'll believe it and the nice thing is, is hopefully you know, not too many guys. Actually, surprisingly low low number of guys. I don't remember what we put the over at, under at as far as that thirty day transfer window. We only lost like three, yeah, four well, guys, I mean, I and they, only really one or two of them mattered. Lost, if that
1: lost Simmons, Justin White, that long snapper he was, who a, was the starter. He was fine, but we haven't had really any issues. Like Justin White was a D two transfer. Right, Simmons was that, a fourth the year Juco, nothing. Transfer guy, Blackstock. who He wasn't good. He didn't play. No,
0: he wasn't playing. That's why he transferred. And then the guy from Texas A&M who was probably going to transfer no matter what because some people just like to get a bug in their butt to do that. Um yeah, the biggest one that would have been a loss was Barrow, and he came back, right, after and two he's days. he's been so really, really good. And, you know, Michigan State's got some good young players on defense. Who's number 55 again?
1: Jalen Thompson, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, and
0: then you got Hall at linebacker. A nice
1: player. Rucker at corner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
0: Levitt is looking good at quarterback. Lepo,
1: I, lots of young offensive linemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Leavitt and Hauser have both looked okay and good. Um, yeah, it's and Eckley, he's a he's on the watch list for finalists for the Ray Guy Award, and he's a walk-on punter. Another great Michigan State punter. Do you believe that? That's crazy. A- always. It's always a thing. We've always had a good punter. Um, you were, Yeah, really, except for that one year we had, like, four
0: punters. And I mean, even there. dating back to, like, the 80s, we've had good punters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, which is good. There's oh no, Duke didn't get a call at home. Young, their some young pieces, which is good. Glad Michigan State got off the the Schneid. But how bad is Nebraska? I mean, good God, how that's embarrassing <laughs> to lose to Michigan State. Yikes, Matt Rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, Penn State, Maryland. Told you Penn State would kill them. They did. They looked really good doing it. Maryland's not Maryland. Of course, they had their their four game losing streak. Um they're they might miss a bowl.
0: Yeah, I mean they have Nebraska on the road this week, Michigan, right? And, and, then, and then
1: Rutgers, right?
0: Right. So and they still have to win. Well, they've won five. So they they five. Need I, need I one mean they took a but... one and two
1: in the last three. They, yeah, not looking good. Minnesota could have been in the driver's seat in the West. They say nay, nay. Illinois beats them by one. What a the West is a train it's wreck. It's terrible. Michigan State, if they're in the West, probably could have won the West. <laughs> uh, they'd be in contention. They would be work. in contention. Shockingly, yeah, if they're playing these. Kane's I mean, Iowa's game? back in the driver's seat with a guy oh. who's like drives a beer truck during the week. Yeah, well, speaking of that, Northwestern, Iowa, what an absolute train wreck of a football game. It was like 10 yards total and through the first quarter and a half. What? And, yeah, yeah, they
0: smashed the unders, 17 total points in that game, and Iowa spread their um, over-under this week is 28 and a half yeah, again. Broke the record. they've
1: broken their own record three times this season. Unbelievable. Uh, Michigan-Purdue, Michigan did not cover. You know, it's because Stallion is on the sideline. Right, exactly. Uh, Neither is Harbaugh anymore. Don't care. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Bama, LSU, that was a good one. Bama got the dub. Jalen Milroe is rounding into form. They kind of found his niche. He's a. RPO, Jalen Hurts, run guy. He's a big
0: dude. I will say that uh, Daniels got absolutely smoked in the head in that game. And there was no call, which was ridiculous. Because it was as clear a targeting as you can get hitting a quarterback up under the chin with the crown of your helmet. But whatever. They protect the the Crimson Tide at home. So so be it.
1: Yeah. um... Florida State
0: struggled a little bit with the fighting doozies, but got the 24-7 win there. Uh, like you said, Washington, USC,
1: USC fired their defensive coordinator. Good Michigan State will probably hire him as their next DC. <laughs> watcher. Probably.
0: Um, Georgia, Missouri was actually a decent game. Missouri's one of my sneaky really good coaches team. that nobody ever talks about for Michigan State. Drink but he They yeah, thirty to twenty one. Not win. bad. A good win for them. Tulane eked out a win. Louisville crushed Virginia Tech. In
1: yeah. the
0: way of ranked teams, so. Oregon good. smoked Cal, sixty-three to nineteen. Oregon
1: is—I I think Oregon is one of the best teams in America.
0: Kansas, don't look now—they're ranked number sixteen, twenty-eight to twenty-one, or they were last week. Um, yeah, yeah
1: they're—they've had a nice season.
0: Miami laid another egg against NC State. Another one of those fraud teams. Oregon State had a little win against Colorado. Talk, talk about fraud teams. We talked about that to begin with. What are they? Three and six. Yeah, they
1: haven't won in a long time. Shocking. They in said Arizona, Arizona 2710. There's a coach that you mentioned as a potential He's 48 years old. You know? He's done a nice job at Arizona. Very hard place to win and recruit to.
0: And this is this week already since we're late in the week. I mean, can we talk about why the hell does. I mean, I, I know why, so it's kind of rhetorical, but why does why is the Mac playing on Tuesday nights? Like,
1: it's matching, baby.
0: There were nine people at the Western Central game, which is actually a pretty saucy little rivalry for non-Power 5 yeah, schools. Is. And it was a fairly good game. I watched a bit of it. But, like, nobody cares on Tuesday night. Like, people need a break from football at some point. I know they are so like, They
1: can have football every day. I, they I, can I, say, I have, we have football on every day from October, whatever, until the NFL playoffs. Because are, the other
0: garbage that ESPN tries to peddle for people to watch, nobody watches, so no, that the only ESPN's time they can get terrible. advertisers is during football.
1: ESPN's terrible as we watch Duke try to take a... Duke let's, is... Let's see if they can do this up to the rim. Well, that clock ran
0: extra. Um, Give me a play-by-play. 72-71. Duke did, opted not to shoot the three. There's about 5.4, actually probably more like about 6.2 seconds left. Arizona's got the ball, so... Gonna come down to free throws. It looks like,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, football. It's wild right now. Um, you want to the, talk? You want to talk? Cre- the creams that rise to the top, right here. You want to talk Michigan now or later? Yeah, let's I'd, talk about it now. Talk about the cheaters and the best. So the saga, the motherfucking saga continues, as they say in the song "No Vaseline." Um, you know the. Last week happens, crickets, crickets, Big Ten comes out on Monday with the sportsmanship saying saying Michigan has two days to spent on Michigan's back in because baseball. oh
0: shocker, NCAA is involved now with the central Michigan the fact that he was on the sidelines for CMU and then I haven't heard about it much or seen it, so I don't know how true it was, but he might have been on the sideline for the Western Michigan Michigan State game the year before too. Um, and then all the posturing and all the lawmakers in Michigan, like you have something oh, better. Oh, you want
1: to hear the new you want to hear the newest, you hear the newest yeah, thing. The that middle came out. So find this um, so anyway like oh here we go so so we went where were we Wednesday Michigan responds basically taking the moral high ground saying we're too good for this whatever they never denied it they never denied, process, it. They blah, never blah, denied blah. it all the stuff where, where was this BS when Michigan State had the tunnel incident last year and Harbaugh was like immediate punishment immediate punishment Where where is that with this Jim huh you and mm-hmm. Ward idiots um, and then Michigan takes the stance. Big Ten, you thought they were call something yesterday, they don't. Three o'clock today, they come out and say Starbucks has been in three games. Um, finds out
0: as he gets off the
1: plane and state right. college. And then Michigan Brilliant. is going to give a restraining order, so and, and go take it to court, whatever. And this is what just came out about 50 minutes ago. It says Michigan's temporary restraining order request has been filed. Plaintiffs, Jim Harbaugh, U of M Regents, Defendants, Big Ten, Tony Petit, Judicial Officers, Timothy P. Connors. Timothy P. Connors is a U of M lecturer, adjunct professor at Wayne State, Vermont, and a Michigan graduate. How is that fair? Right, exactly.
0: Not. Not. But they'll get their way. And here's the thing is, the punishment, while, okay, it sounds severe, it's hollow. Because, you want to know why? He can coach Monday through Friday. That's when the game plan is there. He sits there on the sideline and picks his nose and shits his pants the whole game anyway. So, who cares if he's there during the game? I mean, yeah, they've got two tough games coming up. But you, if you really wanted to send a message, you not only suspend him, you suspend the two coordinators. And you tell them they can't play in the Big Ten championship game. And then we're talking a little bit more. The NCAA is going to take forever. It's going to be 2025 20, before anything comes down. And the worst case is going to happen is they're going to make them, quote, take away their banner or take away their wins. And That's such a hollow BS penalty. We all know it. Like, and you spare me the argument that the kids didn't know. The kids are benefiting from this. The kids being the players. They're benefiting from cheating. So I don't buy that. Okay, well, they might not have known, but don't you think anybody with a brain at an academic institution at a stalwart like Michigan would figure out, huh, why is it that we know every single play they're running on offense and defense during a game? And Michigan's trying to throw the, well, we have Excel records from past coaches who show that everybody had our signs. This is not about sign stealing, you dumb, stupid a-holes. This is about the means with which you stole the signs. You broke a 30-year-old NCAA rule. It doesn't matter that you stole signs or anybody steals signs. Culper Quote, legal. I get it. This is about the how. So stop with your posturing and the lawmakers like sending a message to the Big Ten, and we're going to sue you, and oh, we're going to whine, we're going to threaten to leave the Big Ten. Good. Get, get, the, get the hell out, out of here. Look, you know what? I'm to the point where if you're going to take rivalries away, I'd rather not have to deal with these A-holes all the time. Go play in the SEC. Go be a 6th, 7th, 8th place team all the time, Michigan. Go for it. Be my freaking guest. I give... Petit, I think is his name, and the Big Ten, Petiti and the Big Ten, some credit for actually for not listening. You know, they kind of they did it late on a Friday. They kind of sent a message. I think it's great. I think if Michigan does get this injunction and and Harbaugh can show up on the sideline tomorrow, I agree with you, Ryan. I think it's complete horseshit, and I think all that's actually going to do to Michigan is make it worse for them because they've already peed in the in the NCAA's Cheerios. They've already peed in the Big Ten's Cheerios. All the ads in the Big Ten are unanimously wanted penalties. All the coaches in the Big Ten unanimously wanted penalties, and all you're doing is flipping two birds and you're yelling pro Hamas stuff because yes, that happens at the University of Michigan, um, and you think you're going to get what you want. And all you're going to do if if they get this and you know this overruling of the suspension, all you're going to do is make these parties dig in more. And I bet you the next step is Michigan gets no bid to the Big Ten Championship if they earn it. And I bet well, you the they, next if, step if is they actually, even more NCAA scrutiny. Yeah,
1: no, this is them fighting like this, tooth and nail. You it's
0: cheated be, and you got busted with your pants know down.
1: They, they knew it. Period. They, knew it. they period. know it. They know it. Um, Why the heck did Arizona foul? Well, they followed, They fouled immediately. That's. I hate that. I'm not a fan of that
0: but whatever. Sorry. Uh, we're right. giving you a little play by play as we go. Second down. All right. A second down. And uh, so second down and big 10 power rankings are presented by Norris sports group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30 plus years experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at Norris sports group.com. I am, Admittedly, did not do my power rankings, although I don't think they've changed very no, much. Like, Probably, no. if anything, uh, I'll move Michigan State off the 14 spot and put Purdue in the 14 Purdue's spot. Awful. Michigan State 13, Indiana 12, Maryland 11. Uh, I think n- Nebraska, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, R- Wisconsin. Even they're all just Iowa. They're all like the Iowa. same. They're, like all the same. they're just like a clump of garbage, and it's still the three. Best teams. It's Ohio State, it's Michigan, and it's Penn State. And two of them are going to play each other this weekend, and we'll
1: we'll find out. Where the rubber meets the road the last three weeks here. Um, yeah, let's go to uh, picks, I guess, for week 11. Speaking of Michigan-Penn State, 12 o'clock, Happy Valley. Penn State wants blood. Penn State has not won a big game in a freaking uh, When, when was, la- was the last time they won a big game 2016 against Ohio State, Probably they like- still weren't that was when they're kind of on the come up. Um, I, I'm going to be interested to see how Michigan comes out tomorrow. If they come out flat with fire, I don't know. I I just I, James Franklin hasn't proven to me. Michigan's got their signs. I think they win a game, win on like a last second field goal. Did right you see um, their DC uh, trolling. Diaz, that, that was pretty yeah, free. that was awesome. I'm going Michigan though. I, I can't pick. Are we going spread? Them. No, straight. It's I mean it's a three point. It was the last I saw. and I'm, I'm might be lower now. Um, Watch, made both of free throws. Uh, yeah, I mean, look,
0: I hope that they get their
1: absolute ass
0: run, but I don't They're expect that. I mean, Penn State just doesn't show up for big games, so that's that's more of my reason. Um, it's the first game, honestly, the first tough game Michigan's had all year, so it'll be interesting to see how they play against an opponent that can go a little bit toe-to-toe with them. That's yep. what I would say.
1: Battle of the Eyes, Illinois, Indiana. Uh, i Shield your eyes, folks. I'm not. Yeah. I won't watch this. Uh, I'm going Illinois, though. Their favorite, it's close spread, Illini.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Illinois has been definitely better than Indiana. They've had kind of a roller coaster ride this season, but I agree. I think Illinois will get it done. Although I've picked like the last five games in a row for Illinois wrong, whether I pick them to win they lose, and I pick them to lose and they win. But I'm going to go with Illinois as well.
1: Uh, let's see. Nebraska versus Maryland. Nebraska's trying to get to bowl eligibility. So uh, is Maryland. Yeah. I Maryland's a... I think they get off the snide. I, I I don't think Nebraska... They said Nebraska's defense is good. Could have fooled me.
0: Nebraska turns it over like it's their job. And yeah, their defense had a struggle slowing down a passing game, at least, for Michigan State. And Michigan State has an abhorrent offense. <laughs> so... One of the worst in college football. Uh, like... Yeah, I, I looked at that in my, my FanDuel parlay, and I'm like, you know, Maryland is actually an underdog. But I'm like, I'm going with Maryland. I think Maryland knows they've got to get a win. They've got two legit chances to get that last win that they need to get their bowl game. They want to shut up some of the critics that say they can't do it in October or November, which those critics are right. But I think Maryland gets it done at yeah, Nebraska. I agree. Rutgers,
1: Iowa, in Piscataway. 28 and a half
0: 28 I'm going Rutgers. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going Rutgers.
1: There's one. Arizona, wow. Arizona
0: went to Cameron Indoor as the number twelve team and beat the number two team Duke. Duke's going to be PO'd when they play Michigan State right. on Tuesday. <laughs> um,
1: I'm going Rutgers. I have this feeling Rutgers is going to beat Iowa and just make the yeah, West. I'm even going Rutgers. Murkier, yep. even murkier. I mean,
0: it's going to. There may be a three and four team in Indy. Yeah. At this rate.
1: Yeah. This is going to be ugly. Minnesota-Purdue. Straight up, Minnesota. I I thought I had Purdue's favorite in that game. No way. How? Purdue's Purdue's
0: bad. Minnesota's not very good either, but they can at least run the ball. Yeah, I'm going Minnesota
1: in that game. Uh, Wisconsin-Northwestern, 11.5 is the spread. Don't think Wisconsin can cover that. 11.5, plus 11.5 Northwestern. What do you think? You there. Sorry, I was
0: looking because they were they were complaining we didn't have the T we didn't have the volume on, but they were complaining that there was hanging on the wind and rim and it should have been a T at the end. Um, what was your question?
1: <laughs> Northwestern eleven and a half or Wisconsin eleven and a half. Uh, that's a
0: big spread for Wisconsin. They can't score. Um, I don't think they cover that. I think they win, but I don't think they cover eleven and a half.
1: No, I agree.
0: Northwestern's not, I mean northwestern was they were down on the two-yard line twice against Iowa and didn't score a touchdown had they scored one of those they would have won that game and they'd be in the driver's seat or at least up there at the top of the Big Ten West which is a total joke so it's ridiculous no offense to northwestern but um I uh yeah I, I think I think Wisconsin probably wins that but they will not cover
1: um Michigan State Ohio State 31 is the spread. Biggest underdog for Michigan State in the history of sports books. Twenty five
0: years ago, uh, Monday, we were a twenty eight point dog down there and won.
1: Well, it's not going to happen. I remember I think watching we can, that game. I think we can. I think Michigan State's going to cover this. I think it's going to be like twenty seven or twenty eight to three final. I don't. I don't think Ohio State's offense is great, and I think Michigan State's defense is improved. But I don't. Michigan State's not going to cross the fifty yard line unless there's a turnover. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, look, it wouldn't surprise me to see Michigan State get shut out. We don't know if you you say leave it, I say love it, leave it, leave it. I don't know what he's it is. Either way, he's hit his four games to not redshirt. My guess is if Hauser got hurt, he would go in, but I think they're going to try to preserve it. Um, I don't think they're going to put him in for two series if they are their idiots because if you're going yeah, to they- play him, then start him and play him. And if you're not then don't burn his red shirt that's kind of how I look at it yeah, uh, the agree. problem is is if Hauser goes down and he's not willing to play so there's no on. it's that or Elante Brown oh, <laughs> I mean because thank goodness Noah Kim is nowhere to be seen so um yeah I look 31 and a half that's a that's a big spread put that into context 31 and a half point is the spread in the Ohio State Michigan State game and it is more than the over under in the Rutgers Iowa game I'm torn because obviously Michigan State got shredded by Michigan, forty-nine to nothing. Um, Ohio State's offense isn't quite singing that much. Michigan State's defense is decent. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any money on Ohio State to cover that. So I guess I should stick with that. I think Ohio State certainly wins. I'm going to go like a. Yeah, I'm going to go like thirty, thirty-three to three. Or thirty three to
1: nothing. I'll pick one.
0: I mean, either way, it doesn't matter. They're not going to cover the spread. Well, thirty three to nothing. Thirty three zero. So okay, thirty three to three. We'll
1: say. All right. So, Tennessee Missouri. I'm going Mizzou. I like Mizzou. Where is it? I believe it's in Columbia.
0: Missouri's tough. Tennessee is they're good, but are they that good? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with Missouri too like Missouri.
1: Two NFL games here. Lions-Chargers. Lions come off a bye. They're healthy. The Chargers are completely healthy. I think the Lions lose a close one here. It's a tough game. Tough matchup. I think the Lions win. I hope you're right. Uh, Big game. I'm sorry. Not Chargers. 49ers-Jaguars in Jacksonville. I think the Jags get it done. 49ers. Is that a 1 o'clock
0: game on a Sunday? I, I think so. It's harder for those, minus Seattle, it's hard for West Coast teams to come and play that one o'clock game. Um, San Francisco's coming off a bye, too, right? Yeah, they've they, lost two in a row. They've been pretty dinged up. I'm going to go with the Niners. I think Jacksonville's been playing really well, but I think the 49ers use that bye time to get healthy. They're a good, too. I think they'll get their they stuff straight. I, you know, They've lost two in a row. They got their attention a little bit. I, I, think, I think they'll find a way and they'll go down there and get the win.
1: And by the way, that's the last one, though. You're up one in the standings. Going into this week. So All right, we had a few close. different picks this week, so we shall close. see. Very close. All right. All right,
0: before we get to, th- well, I was going to say the third down, but third spot in around the world, a word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30 plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today, and they're amazing people. Learn more at TeamAnders.com.
1: All right. Uh, spot number three.
0: Do we want to talk first Michigan State basketball and then do your previews, or do you want to do your previews first?
1: Um, we can do previews for the last few teams I have then parlayed into Michigan State because I still needed to do them. Okay. Um, let me Go f- for it. All right. Finally here, my stupid thing. I got plenty of opinions on Michigan stupid State basketball right now. Broke up. Uh, do you remember? I, I think I did Penn State. La. No, I did Purdue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did Purdue. I Rutgers, Wisconsin, Michigan State. Left. Okay, I ripped through Rutgers. Uh, well, they're one and one. Uh, they lost already to freaking Princeton, who was obviously a Sweet Sixteen team last year. Um, last year, Rutgers went nineteen fifteen. Went to the NIT. Um, kind of faltered down the stretch. Um, whatever. Eighth season already for Steve Peichel. He's 117-106. He's done a nice job at Rutgers. Um, very tough place to win. Um, they have some key losses. Cam Spencer's gone. He went transferred to UConn. Uh, Paul Mulcahy, the fairy himself, transferred to Washington. And then Caleb McConnell finally graduated um, after a long, long, long career in Piscataway. Key return is Cliff Amarui. I have him in bold because I think he's all-Big Ten guy. He's a really good player. Good rebounder, um finisher. Uh Andre Hyatt's back, he's a solid four-man for them. Uh Derek Simpson, he kind of came out the end of last year. I think he's Geo Baker 2.0, if you remember that name um, from Rutgers. Then Mawat Maggie tours ACL against Michigan State back in February. He's back already. He's a really good defender, kind of their glue guy. Fresh Faces, um, Emmanuel Ogbole, center, freshman, pretty good player. Their headliners, Gavin Griffiths. He's a four star shooting guard, like 6'5, can shoot the living daylight of the ball. Skinny little white guy with goggles. Kind of funny. Um, and they also bring in Jamichael Davis, he's a three star point guard. Um, decent player. And then they have Austin Williams. Um, he's a guard, transferred in from FIU. Uh, Jeremiah Williams from Iowa State. Um, he's already played like 20 places. I don't even know if he's eligible. And um, then they're probably their best transfer coming in. Is Noah Fernandez, he's a point guard from UMass, pretty good scorer. Um, scheduled notables for the Scarlet Knights: um, play Georgetown, who you know they it's a historic program. They're not great, but new coach and Ed Cooley could be fun. Um, and then Mississippi State, they play them in Newark. Um, Mississippi State was in the tournament last year. They were in the play-in game, lost to Pitt. Um, solid team. Um, I think Rutgers is going to be. Eh, middle of the Big Ten, toward tenth. I mean, they're they're solid, but not great. They're well coached. I like Pike a lot. Um, I just don't think they have enough oomph in the roster to be a bit a tournament team. I think they can make the NIT again. Um, I don't see them as a Big Ten or a Big Ten NCAA tournament team um, this season. Wisconsin. Um, then we'll jump to Michigan State, another NIT team last year, twenty and fifteen. They scored over 100 in their first yeah. game. Yeah, well, what, what world do we live in? Like you said, the air raid is on the basketball team, not yeah. the football team. Greg Gardy's in his ninth year, 164 and 93. They wow. only really had one um, key loss, and it was Jordan Davis. He wasn't even that good transfer to Illinois State. Key Right. Chucky Hepburn's back. Uh, Steven Crowell, whatever you say, Crowell. Um, He's solid. Connor Sejan, if you remember him from last year, he was kind of a nice freshman. Really, he just fits the Wisconsin mold. Mm-hmm. Tyler Wall, he's like 90 years old. Max Klezman, that's, that's four white guys in their starting lineup. That's, a, that's very Wisconsin. Um, and all of this, they bring in three freshmen um, one Nolan Winter, three star forward, John Blackwell, three star guard. Hell, this This is a very Wisconsin big guy named. This guy's 6'9, 255. Gus Yaldin. this sounds like he played for Wisconsin. Sounds um, like he's from northern Wisconsin. And then AJ Story's their only transfer that came in. You wouldn't think Wisconsin would really get transfers. This guy was a decent player last year as a freshman for St. John's. He's a good scorer. Um, helped them provide some more scoring because they struggled last year scoring the rock. Early um, they didn't end their opener. No, they pl- they always play good defense. They run that swing offense, um, very very hard to defend. Um, as I've gone against that numerous times right, Wisconsin college. is
0: my sleeper to make yeah, some noise in the Big I Ten
1: schedule they're playing Tennessee right now um, it's on the cock if anyone wants to tune in um, play at Providence next week in the uh, Gavitt games and they play Virginia they're playing that Fort Myers tip off which is usually a fun little preseason tournament playing Marquette and then they go to Arizona they got a pretty good schedule there um, for Badger but I think this is the top half of the Big Ten team i think it's an NCAA tournament team I, like you said i think this is a dark this is a dark horse team in this conference they're well coached they're seasoned they have some nice scores they have size um and they play well together um i think they're going to bounce back and i think this could be this could be a team that challenges for a top 4 spot to be honest with you
0: they're battling tennessee's 21-19 yeah um 9 minutes to go in the first yeah, half yeah that's
1: the badgers i wouldn't surprise okay you want you want to talk about michigan state i mean We'll Go through the, your preview and then we'll 21-13 last year. Sweet 16. Lots of expectations. Izzo, 29th season. 287-280. This is before the season, obviously. Only really lost Joey Hauser, who was really good. You mean 587-280? 687. You said 287, 287. Oh, sorry. I meant 687-280. and 280. Um, Joey Hauser, obviously gone. Um, Pierre Brooks transferred to Butler. Good get him out. Key returnees. Tyson Walker... Uh, Jaden Akins, Malik Hall, Matty Soko, AJ Hogarth basically the starting five um, fresh faces Xavier Booker, five star um, lots of potential, Jeremy Fears really like his game Um, Cohen Carr, Garrett Norman who's probably in a red shirt and then scheduled notables Duke next week um, in the Champions Classic Uh, Butler next Friday night, Arizona playing them out in Cali and then Baylor in Detroit Um, I think this is obviously a top if they play to their potential in what they should be, this is a top three team in the Big Ten, um, a top three or four seed come March. Um, But the way that Michigan State played against James Madison, the way they played against Southern Indiana this week, leaves a lot to be desired on both sides of the rock. Um, Offensively. Defense was better against Southern Indiana, but you would hope so. Okay, well, actually I'll start with defense. I think Michigan State has the potential to have the... If if they put in their max effort and do what they should do and play hard every single possession, I think this could be the best defensive backcourt in the... Probably, in, maybe in the nation. Tyson Walker is a pest... Quick hands. Quick hands. Jaden Akins can guard anybody. Hogard can body people. Jeremy Fears is a really good defender, and Trey Holloman's a really good defender. I would put
0: Hogard at the bottom of that and he's, list. And he's
1: a pretty decent defender, actually. Ho-
0: Hogard the four games that I've seen so two preseason games, two regular season games lazy yeah he's been bad. big part of the reason why we lost to James Madison is because he lost his guy on key occasion time after time and he, he didn't focus didn't play that well last night either and Izzo's still making kind of some excuses for him like oh he'll get his he'll be fine whatever he the dude will get off the get off defense. he biffs half of his layups. He brain farts on defense. He just looks dumb, and so then he therefore plays dumb. He is the one player that if you told me today, I'm sorry, he's not no longer on Michigan State's roster, I would tell you, good, addition by subtraction. You can argue with me all you want. I'm telling you what I'm seeing with my naked eye through two preseason games and two games. And one of the preseason games was against Tennessee. That's high level. It's not like a D2 team he is not playing like a senior. He doesn't need ramp up time because he's a senior. I don't buy this. The November games don't matter. I get it. They don't matter unless you're trying to you know, beat Indiana's undefeated record from 1976, which is not going to happen. But you cannot go out even against a good James Madison team, who, what would you say, Ryan, last night? scored five points in the last two and a half seconds to put it into overtime. Yeah, that's a good video. It's a good good senior-laden team. Really good team. I don't care. Michigan State was a 16 and a half point favorite with a senior heavy team with major point scoring coming back, major assist coming back, major time on the court and experience coming back. One of the most experienced teams in college basketball to lay an egg at home, which, by the way, was the first home November loss since 1986? I was 13 at the time. Um, Izzo was what 74 or 76 and 0 or something like that at home Never in November. Just it's it's unacceptable for a team as old as Michigan State. If you were starting Fears and Booker and Carr, I would get it because freshmen have up and down games. Car had a fantastic game, Izzo said, and I thought against James Madison, he was hard on him last night. I didn't think he played that bad, but he wasn't as good. But that happens, right? Like I can accept that. I do not accept a Malik Hall, uh, an AJ Hogard, or a Tyson Walker; those three guys in particular to be a roller coaster ride. I don't accept it. I don't. Michigan State is a blue blood program. It is inexcusable. Mari Sissoko, fine. Dude's like a giraffe on ice skates, as Ryan says. He's he's serviceable at best. I don't expect him to be anything but a roller coaster ride, because that's what he is. But you have guys, and, and a guy like Hogarth who's like, I'm gonna play with a chip on my shoulder because I should have been on the Koozie watch to list whatever. Like he's, he's about his. Him. He took a dumb three against James Madison when he was clanging them left and right, and he's not a shooter. And it helped cost Michigan State that game. I'm like, I, I just, I. I really don't care if he gets buried at the end of the bench. At this point in time, play Steven Izzo ahead of him. My friends probably disagree with me. Most people listen to the podcast who tell me I'm crazy. I will tell you this right now: AJ Hogard might win Michigan State a game or two this year. Mm-hmm. He'll lose them three times well, as many uh, games I mean, as he
1: wins. Let one. me let me counter with this: I think Michigan State goes as far as he goes because if you remember, That's a scary State thought. Michigan State at the end of last year. I mean, yeah, they played well. They you know, started getting better. But when he started playing better, Michigan State looked like a different team than they did before, offensively, defensively. When he is when he has it, he's really really good. And When he doesn't have it, I mean it's it's bad. It, it's a complete it's a one eighty and it's one that you flip. Mono was asking me about this earlier. She said, "What who's one player that was a as much a roller coaster?" And we always said Raymar Morgan was a roller coaster. I said he was never this not bad, this bad, but. Good God! I mean, this we've game.
0: never had a point guard. I would say that no, is not much a, point of a roller coaster. Guard, no. because Malik Hall is like that too, though. Good Lord, Malik Hall! Yeah, another. He's a hundred years old. Like, he can't finish at the rim. He makes just, he's, makes defensive he's breakdowns. Anymore. Anymore. He's like the king of the tip out rebound. Get up there and grab it with two hands, dude. Like, I'm sorry, we're a little spoiled. Yes, and it sounds that way. Ryan and I had huge expectations for this team with the shit show of a football team that we've had to watch. And to watch that on Monday night was, it was, it was gross. It was gross. Again, hats off to the Dukes, James Madison. They're a good, they wanted they're a good solid team. Michigan State, what they've shown me so far this year, and including the Hillsdale and the Tennessee game, is the propensity to get behind early because they're flat. The propensity to get their ass whipped on the on the defensive glass last night southern indiana a team that is transitioning not transitioning in that way well, maybe but from d2 to d1 and is in year two of that move out rebounded michigan state in the game i believe by one or two and had 13 freaking offensive rebounds that is unacceptable for an ISO team it is unacceptable for any team in my book because rebounding is an effort thing. It is a find hit get. The boys that I've coached forever knew it. Like we were all about rebounding. Because that's what I bought from Michigan State was if you can get the rebound, you can control the flow. You know, you can force sometimes teams will make shots, I get it, but if you can get the rebound and limit possession time, that's what you need to do. That is a hundred percent effort. And Jesse Van Fleet, God bless him, was not a very athletic kid on my teams. But he was a great rebounder because he bought into it. Find somebody, get your ass into them, and get the rebound. And Michigan State has got the athletes. They don't care to put in the effort. Not everybody, but a lot of them. And I struggle when I see that's a trend. They watch. They ball watch. and, And I... And I'm sorry, but I do count the Hillsdale game. And I definitely count the Tennessee game. They didn't count on the score, you know, in the record book. But I count those because I got to see guys play. Effort for four games in a row for certain guys, not good. Shooting, I get it. Comes and goes. Now, comes and goes to the tune of two for 31 from three for the first two games. When you were number one in the Big Ten and number three in the country last year. I have a real problem with that, but I'm going to tell you why this is. Michigan State's shooting last year was because they had Tyson Walker and Joey Hauser. And my boys all know that I was a Joey Hauser, he was my whipping boy. I always have like the white big big guy whipping boy for for Michigan State. And Hauser was my guy, but dude shot lights out last year. Tell me who's going to replace him this year. It's Tell supposed me who, to be Malik Hall. Oh. Because Malik Hall's jump shot, if I see him shoot another three, I'll personally go out there and pull he's him broken. off the court. Like he and Robbie Hummel pointed it out last night in the broadcast. He's His three-point shot sucks. He is not going to be anywhere near what Hauser was. So, okay, so he's not going to replace it. Who else is going to replace it? Aikens can shoot it a little bit. He'll do fine. He's, like he, he's at least playing percent. defense. He's... You know, he got a bunch of rebounds. He got a bunch of steals last night. Like, I'm not so worried about Akins. I think sometimes he gets a little bit in. I got to get mine mode. He did that early in the second half last night, which I'm not a fan of. But, like, I, I think Akins will be fine. But I'm telling you, who can shoot the three? It sure as shit isn't Hogard. Um... Fears isn't a great Fears shooter. Fears isn't a really great shooter. Holloman's not really a great shooter. And those guys are more like blue, blue guy defense. Booker it's, can
1: hit him a little bit.
0: But he's going to play 10, 12 minutes a yeah, game he's, because he's Colin he doesn't have Arcade the motor. He shoot. Carr's okay, but he's not a three-point shooter. So the two for 31, Izzo can tell you all he wants that. I'm not worried about it. I saw him make it. Don't give me the Russell Bird and, and shot lights out in practice. I, I, if I don't see it... I don't believe it and I don't see it in action under the lights. I don't buy it. This is not a very good three point shooting team and they're not going to be a good three point shooting team. That doesn't mean that they are going to be one for whatever in every single game this year, but they're not going to shoot 39 plus percent like they did last year. They'll be lucky if they're in the low mid thirties this year. I'm just, I'm telling you with what I see as a basketball guy with my own eyes, that concerns me. Because they fall in love with the three. Not as much last night, but they tend to. The rebounding and the effort stuff concern me. And the defensive, just slowness, lack of communication. Like Hall, one time Walker got absolutely obliterated with what I'll call a Ryan Gam screen. um, Because Hall didn't call it out. And it almost happened again. And we're talking about our best player with a bad back. Got absolutely just wrecked on a screen. That's lack of communication. Those are things that are carryover things. Those are not leadership. Those are not one game things. The best leader on that team is Fierce. And he's a freshman. Now, the question is, is does he feel confident enough to do it? Time will tell. I hope he does because he gives Michigan State energy. He plays defense. He knows his role. And it's being yin and yanged with guys who are all about getting theirs. And I'm telling you, without telling you, Ryan and I saw AJ plenty of times walk by our tailgate. And that dude is baked out of his mind most of the time. And you can't tell me that that doesn't have an impact on people's performance. Yep. It does. It flat out does. And that's how he's playing. And it's it's really disappointing. You know, I can take a loss in November to Duke. Going to happen. To Arizona gonna happen. You know, I can take a close game that was kind of sloppy or whatever, that you win. I can't take the way they played against James Madison. Yes, I get it. They shot horribly from the free throw line, which they were better in the second game. They shot horribly from three point line, which they were still horrible in the second game. So I get it. Those games happen. Um but I do not accept the effort that I see from Michigan State. And that is a huge, huge concern for me. And this my last thing on Michigan State is Ryan, I sent this to you earlier. I sent it to my buddies earlier. I I was going. I went back and read the press conference, you know, verbatim from last night. And this stuck out to me because it really teed me off. "Quote: If we win the game the other night by one because the shot doesn't go in, we all probably feel different. And then the phony fans, phony fans, or internet people don't get all upset. I was upset about the loss. I wasn't upset about the things that happened." Here was my response to that. Okay, Tom, so I'm phony because I saw the team play like dog bleep, because I saw crap effort from, from one of your boys in AJ and one of your other seniors in Malik. Stop pampering these players. Get after them like you used to. That's what's missing in this world. That's why I gave the ode to Bobby Knight. I, I I'm disappointed in that from him. I mean, I get it you have bad shooting nights, but you can't get up there and protect them and coddle them. And and oh, by the way at the same time, tell the world how this is one of your favorite teams ever. If this is one of your favorite teams ever, I'm really afraid of what's in front of us. Because shooting might come and go, but attitude and effort don't. And the attitude and the effort and the lack of leadership on this team is bad. It's bad. The bad. good news is... I forgot I wrote this down.
1: We're already at 50 minutes, bud.
0: MSU with a loss in 09, 10 and 19 versus an unranked team in November made the final four. There's your your one hope. Interesting. All right. Mailbag.
1: Yeah, let's okay. make it quick. We're going long.
0: We got a lot of Mitchapalooza, so we'll make them quick though. College football Mitch says, "I hate making this comparison because, it, but it feels like Hauser leave It situation is very similar to the KJJ situation over the last couple of years. Too early to tell if either is that good, but do we buy the the Leaveit whichever it is, hype?
1: I think he's going to be a really good player. I think
0: he's got like he's got the tools. even Harlan, even Harlan Barnett will say he's." close to cocky but he's not cocky. You can yeah, see he I has agree. swag. I will tell you I said it after the Minnesota game. I see in him the team response to him. Yes. So I'm I'm I would honestly wouldn't mind if they decided to screw it and start him the next three games, but I don't think that's gonna happen. But I think that he could be really good. Yeah. All right. Over under 32 and a half wins for Michigan State this year.
1: I said to ball, well, Mitch I texted you this uh on two, on Monday I said I think you mean 12.5 under after that oh, performance. Way, I wouldn't
0: have said over even before that because Michigan State just doesn't usually win that many games. But, I mean, at this point, I'll be happy with 26 or 27, to be honest. Over under under 104.5 fouls called on Zach Eadie this year.
1: Oh, under. He probably doesn't have any through this. I, I guarantee he doesn't have a foul I mean, if you play
0: 40 game. games, that's less Let's than see. three a game. I would say under. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep asking. I'm gonna All see right. if I can find this.
0: Who do you like for Big Ten Freshman of the Year? I'd take Scotty Middleton.
1: Yeah, that's a good dark one. zero fouls tonight. By the way, by Zach Eady. Um, that's a good question. I'm gonna go with a little uh, outside the box here. Deshaun Harris Smith from Maryland. He's a he's like a six four wing. Extremely good shooter, good athlete. Maryland needs that in the wing. I think he's going to take a lot of shots. I
0: don't know my freshman in the Big Ten that much, Mitch, so I'm not going to answer. But I will say this: I think Fears and or Carr are good enough to be in that consideration. I, I just don't. Freshmen. I just don't think that they'll get enough minutes a game, assuming the seniors come along. All right, last two. Where do you think the Lions will lay an egg down the stretch? It will inevitably happen. My guess is at Minnesota late in the year. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's,
1: that's, that's the one that I have circled in my head where I think. At that point, it probably won't matter either. So does it really? Inag- but I mean, it, it'll matter for seeding, but yeah. not for the for the division. I don't know. For
0: some reason, I just feel like they're going to lose to the Bears.
1: Oh God, I would hate that in situation. Chicago. I just I don't know why. The Tyson, but in
0: uh, Bears won last night against the. Uh, well, no, all right, last one from Mitch. Great questions this week. Better NFL career, Brian Hoyer or Will Golston? Uh,
1: I mean, Golston's probably put up better numbers, but Hoyer's had the life. He's Dude, hardly played well, this Well, that's Hoyer. the thing. Is is, there's a the difference. Money.
0: Like, better career, Golston. Golston still starts or plays in the main rotation for Tampa Bay. He's been a good, solid player. Not like all pro, but he's obviously been around for a while. Hoyer is has taken what Drew Stanton did and what a, a lot of great backup quarterbacks have done is just put yourself in a great situation where you're a very, you know, you're a good team guy. You're a good locker room guy. You're a good guy that has to go in in a pinch. I wouldn't clearly want Hoyer to start games. He's like, 0 13 in his last 13 starts. Um, but dude's made a big career and a lot of money being a backup quarterback holding the yep. clipboard means he didn't get hurt that much and made a lot of money. Um, gotten to see some good things. So Career wise, Golston, but in terms of who's going to benefit more from it, I would say Hoyer. Yeah. All right. All right. Spot five, let's NFL.
1: NFL at. Um, no Lions
0: last week, so we don't have anything there to talk yeah, about. The one thing to call out, I think, was CJ Stroud. 470 yards and five touchdowns. He may have
1: broken the curse. It might be lifted, the Ohio State NFL curse. Uh, let's see, what were we? We were in week nine, or the week nine was last week, week 10 this week. Um, Let's see, uh, what was Thursday night last week? Steelers, Titans, blind, no one cares. Chiefs, Dolphins, Chiefs defense is actually really good. Um, the Vikings, big win with Josh Dobbs. How about that? Yeah, that was a great Had, story. Came there Thursday, didn't know the signals, didn't know his teammates, didn't know the cadence, didn't know anything. Came in, they win. Come from behind, win. Crazy. Um, good for him. The Ravens pummel the Seahawks the Ravens are looking really good but they'll falter in the playoffs no don't worry um Packers finally kind of woke up got off the schneid um see what else happened those abuse Uh, the Raiders first week without McDaniels smoke the Giants the Giants are a train wreck Daniel Jones tore his ACL out for the season whatever um they'll be looking for a new quarterback Eagles-Cowboys, that was a great game. Came down to the end. Of course, the Cowboys choked because, well, you know, it's the Cowboys. They don't win big games. Um, crazy. Bengals-Bills. The Bengals are kind of rounding into form after that slow start and Burrow. You could tell he was hurt. Um, playing really well. Then Monday night, what was it? Chargers-Jets. And the Jets are terrible. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too crazy of a week in the NFL. But looking forward to this week. it's There's some good matchups. Um... Some fun ones, so looking forward to that. But the the primetime games have been just awful. The, the ones this week was obviously last night Bears, Panthers, and I think Sunday night is. Um, when do they start to get to pick the Sunday Sun- night? Well, they, they can do that. It. Sunday night it's Jets, Raiders, and Monday it's Broncos, Bills. Like, That's what? because it's TV markets, Jets. Garbage. Yeah. And let's see what next week says. Let's see if it's worse. I think the the Tuesday, Thursday night games, Bengals, Ravens. That's really good. Yeah. Um, Sunday night game next week is Vikings Broncos, and then the Monday night game is Chiefs Eagles. That's obviously a good one, but good Lord Super Bowl rematch. Some bad football, but yeah, NFL um, halfway point crazy. It's already gone that fast. Looking forward to it. It's been fun. Some I think the best division is definitely the the AFC North. Um, worst divisions probably the what is the worst division the NFC South. I mean, it's NFC
0: South is pretty bad. Minus the Lions, the NFC North is NFC North is pretty, pretty bad.
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else NFL-wise. Uh, who's going to be the next coach to get fired? Ron Rivera, that's my bet. They, the rumor is that they're going to fire him and then let BNME coach the last month to see if he's got it. Hmm. I yeah, can see that. I could see it. I mean, they they've fire-sailed their defense, which is kind of well, interesting. They have a new owner, so. All right. Ready to sprint at home? Let's go for it. Bucket list basketball, college basketball venue. Assembly Hall. My, that's I, I want to go to the palestra. Uh, will you watch the TGL? No. I said maybe. I want to check it out. But here, real quick, side note rumor. John Ramos was supposed to play and he's not playing it. There's a rumor he might go to live. I hear.
0: In today's... What's going on today in the Middle East, anybody that goes there should just be fried on a frickin' stick.
1: Like, that's just wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Um, College basketball coach, aside from Tom Izzo, you'd most want to play for?
0: Coach aside from Izzo that I'd most want to play for? Mm. Hmm. it's a good question. There's a lot of, obviously, good coaches out there. I mean, there's some of the better historic coaches have gone. It would have been Bobby Knight back in the day, like I said in my opener. That's tough because there's a lot of good young coaches. I, You know, honestly, this is kind of an out-of-the-way pick, but probably because I, I grew up kind of idolizing him as a player when I lived in Indiana, and he was a good Hoosier. Steve Alford.
1: Mm. I said Tommy Lloyd. I like him. Arizona's coach. Yeah, he's a good coach, too. Uh Favorite sandwich bread. I don't know. I thought of this so, rye. No, me, yeah. yeah. Is that actually, yeah, marble rye, yeah, yeah, schnitz. Yeah. Oh, dad. yeah, yeah,
0: with a little like a like a Rachel Rubin, not the sauerkraut, but like the California, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep.
1: On pretzel, pretzel bun. Oh,
0: pretzel bun's good. That's for a burger. Yes, I, I
1: like that on sandwiches, too. Yeah. All right, that's 147. Um, let us know if you have any questions for mailbag you want us to hit on. Better late than never. We were a little late this week. Yeah, but well, we got it in. We got our picks in. We had more 7. to talk about because of this. Yep. So. Good good pod. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys listening.
0: All right. Well, you know, you couldn't end uh, an Ode to Bobby Knight podcast without this classic, which I, I know that he borrowed from somebody, but everybody probably in sports has has seen this clip that, that he did. So quote from my uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time, Bobby Knight, When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my ass.